Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Junior Funners. It's uh, another episode of the Junior Funners podcast with the uh, the fun boys. It's me, it's Ollie, and uh, it's also Lawrence. Hi, everyone. Hello. Yeah, there he is. That uh, devilish charisma that we all know and love. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, we're here to talk about uh, Arsenal and, and other uh, things and that and. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. We keep it pretty loose here. Um, we're pretty. We're pretty chill. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to kick off with our first segment, uh, which is Arsenal news. And. Um, I suppose in terms of Arsenal news, there's not a whole lot to talk about, but there is a lot of football news. But um, just quickly, we'll check in on the Arsenal transfer nonsense uh, that's going on at the moment. Um, looks as though Gabriel's pr- all but done. That deal has has pretty much gone through, as far as I can <clears throat> as far as I can tell. Yeah, it looks like he'll either be announced uh, either tomorrow or. Usually with Arsenal, the transfers are announced on Friday. I mean, the real big uh, uh, elephant in the room is still the Aubameyang uh, contract. And I worry whether that's going to go all the way down to the wire or not. Um, yeah, that's that's the one that's sort of it lurking in the background like a uh, Lovecraftian uh, m- monster that you... Blah blah blah. Is that a is that a comment on his race? Is that uh, is that a comment on Aubameyang's race? Because oh, that could easily no. be construed as. Uh... <laughs> oh, I've never read. I've I've what um uh oh dear. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, Lovecraft was like uh, famously like a, a, a big racist. If you uh, if you get the chance, oh. um, Google what he called his cat. Um, it's uh, uh, okay just to sort of prove I'll, how racist he is. I did that out. Um, I'll I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, it's okay. Leave it here. It's fine. It's fine. But it is everyone. Everyone knows what you meant. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just yanking your chain, buddy. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. oh, oh stop sweating. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, H.P. Lovecraft, famously a, a big a big racist. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. I mean, the, the uh, when we when we last uh, put an episode out, we were waiting on an announcement because it seemed as though. Aubameyang was teasing one, and uh, yet for any kind of confirmation or announcement to materialise, which is a bit worrying. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like um, what we were saying last week. Any, any, It's almost like Arsenal fans are becoming um, a conspiracy theorists in the sense that like any anything that Aubameyang posts now, they're like, you know, magnified to times a thousand times a million yeah. it's like what did he mean by by this what did he mean by that it and it really yeah and we will we'll get we'll get more into conspiracies later in the episode um i've got a i've i've devised a a, a game for us um that's a very conspiracy centric but but yeah you're right it is it, everyone's sort of desperate for clues anything that yeah anything that could uh be a lead <laughs> to whether he's whether he's signed, whether he's trying to secretly communicate, you know, it's oh, he 
he blinked twice in this Instagram video. That means yes. Yeah. That's Morse code for yes or whatever. Like it's it's <laughs> it, yeah, it's really that level of stuff. Although to be fair, I asked Aubameyang's brother. Yeah. And he said, "Leave me alone." And uh, so he didn't say no. He didn't say no. So yeah. that's uh, that's that's probably as clear an indication as we're going to get. Um, but yeah, there, there is. I mean, there is quite an amazing level of sort of like Instagram detective work that goes on with. I mean, this this Gabrielle deal. People had sort of picked up on the fact that he took a selfie of himself in uh, in what appeared to be like a like a people carrier, and they worked out that. It's the same like people carrier that bore, that um, Arsenal bring all their new signings to the ground in. <laughs> like there's photos of like David Luiz and Torreira and Pepe yeah. getting out of the same getting out of the same like van. Um, <laughs> but people worked out it's the same van that uh, that they went to see Arteta initially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same van they drove up to Manchester in. But it's, they worked out just from the sunroof, like just like you can see the sunroof in the in the selfie that he posted and people worked out like, Oh, based on the size and shape of the sunroof, it's got to be this particular van, which is the same van that all the Arsenal sightings of the last couple of years have been uh, yeah. like brought to the stadium in. So it's yeah. And depending on what articles you read, it's like, yeah, Gabriel's either, he's either completed his medical or he's about to do his medical. Um, and it's yeah. Deal in the region of 27 million, um, which could be a good piece of business. I mean, he's only he's only twenty two, isn't he? So that could, uh, yeah, that could be a, a snip. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I posted in the uh, chat a few days ago, Arsenal with the Brazil flag. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we're going for a lot of uh, Brazilians right now. <laughs> I mean, it makes a change from a few years ago when it was it was the French flag. It was you know everyone was just like, oh, they only have French players. Yeah, it's like well, yeah, France has got like I mean, the best team. I think I think that's like the perfect combination, really. France and Brazil, yeah, that's, yeah. You, you need like a mix of French, Brazil, maybe English. You got yourself maybe a couple of Germans. You need some German um, efficiency, ruthlessness, yeah. efficiency, and yeah, that that German organization. I yeah. oh, so, well, yeah, that's that's uh, well. We'll get into all the other big stories, but yeah, we congratulate Bayern Munich um, for winning the, yeah. uh, the Champions League. Uh, good job yeah. to them and our, our our old friend Serge Gnabry. Um, yep, finally, <laughs> finally winning a Champions League. You know the the thing we could never give him. Uh, so yeah, happy happy for the lad. Happy for the lad. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, you know people be like, oh, I bet Arsenal fans are so like cry a bit of crying. Because he left them for a better, better uh, success somewhere else. Like, yeah, I'm, every night I'm just holding that picture of Nabri going, "What could have been?" You know. Yeah, if only. Yeah, who'd have known that when we uh, sold him to West Brom, uh, a mere what five clubs later, um, he'd arrive uh, yeah. at Bayern Munich and. Uh, be part of a, a Champions League winning side, you know what fools we were uh, to, uh, yeah, to let such an obvious talent, uh, obvious at the time talent. It's like it's like saying that like Man United fans must be sick every time they see Ronaldo win something. It's just like, I, what the fuck are you like? Come on, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, I I think a we like we did the uh, shit house eleven. I think we should do the the flop eleven. 
but it's secretly uh, just mm. be ex-United players who went and did better things elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just sneak. Yeah, sneak I mean, you know, Angel Di Maria, you know. Yeah. Playing in the exactly. final for PSG. Uh, Forlan. Um. <laughs> yep. Um, God, who else? Veron. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, just to close out, I think Arsenal news, the other big development is something we mentioned last week, but yeah, it looks as though Ainsley Maitland-Niles is, uh, is uh, off to Wolves. Um, there was a couple of clubs that yeah. were um, apparently interested in him, but yeah, it looks as though, yeah, a deal in the region of about 20 million quid um, is in the works for, for Maitland-Niles to go off to, to Wolves, um, which... Similar thing to Gnabry. I mean, it, you know, it's a shame. He's a you know, good young player. We can't realistically, we can't hang on to all of our promising young players, unfortunately. Um, and there is kind of bigger rebuilding work that has to happen throughout the team. So compromises have to be made and it looks as though he's going to be one of the ones kind of that, you know, has to, has to make way, which is a shame, but I'm sure he'll do great things at Wolves. It's a good a good team to be going to. Um, very exciting time to be joining them as a yeah as a as a young player. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, all the best to uh, to to Ainers. <laughs> yeah, so as I mean, I read that he was good. Uh, Tottenham may have been in for him. I was I was like, well, as long as you don't go to Tottenham, I don't mind where you go. As long as it's not Tottenham yeah. or United or Barcelona. Or, or yeah, those but those three. <laughs> anyway, but those yeah. three. Anyway, um, but those three. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Well, I I, I don't see him at Tottenham. I mean, he does. He's, it'd be a very un Mourinho type signing. Um, if he went to think, if he went to to Spurs. I think it's because Mourinho likes sort of versatile players, doesn't he? Play, i.e., players mm. who can play right back. Defensive mid. That's that's versatility to him, really. Yeah, yeah. They can come in a few yards to the center, and that's that's yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a pretty versatile player. I mean, he, yeah, he can sort of play up and down. Uh, yeah, on that right hand side, and yeah, um, he's yeah pretty decent uh, defensive midfielder as well. But yeah, we'll see. See if, if this will be kind of the. I suppose the kind of litmus test for his career, you know, if he goes to Wolves and kicks on from there, um, then again, it'd be a bit of a, you know, kind of a, a Serge Gnabry situation where it's a bit like, ah, it's a shame we, we didn't keep him, but you got to, I don't know, you can't, you can't keep them all, you know, it's a, it's a fool's yeah. errand. I also, have, I've seen rumours about uh, Bellerine, like Arsenal off, trying to like offload him to PSG because, uh, they're kind of without a right back at the moment because uh, Thomas Munier has gone to Borussia Dortmund, so they have no real mm. right back. So I don't, apparently, rumor rumor has it that uh, Arsenal are prepared to let Bellerin offload Bellerin. I don't know whether this is uh, a player's choice or just like the club are just looking for anybody. Like you, Gwendozi as well. Maybe. I mean. Yeah, I think Guendouzi's pretty much done, isn't he? Arsenal um, seems to have, yeah. yeah, doesn't seem to be any way back into the team for him. So, yeah, time to cash in on him. I mean, it'd be weird. It, yeah, Bellerin going to PSG, I mean, 
financially, that could be a very good piece of business because we know that PSG love to overspend on absolutely every single player. So could potentially get a nice uh, nice fee out of that, but then we'd be stuck without you know we we wouldn't have we wouldn't have Bellerin. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's the whole thing with Gabriel Magales, whatever his name is. Uh, it's the whole thing with Napoli. Was Napoli are waiting for like, I guess it's Manchester City to buy their centre back Koulibaly, so that they could bought oh, yeah. Gabriel. But there seems to be like it's there needs to. There's always a thing with transfer. As soon as one player goes, a domino effect starts going. So it's like, but yeah, I think yeah. Arsenal maybe selling Socrates to Napoli. That's one another yeah. uh, transfer rumor that I'm reading a lot as well. Seems very uh, possible. I mean, as Napoli have got Manolas, who's a fellow Greek, and uh, Gattuso likes that kind of tough, very tenacious type players like himself. Really, uh, yeah. See, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, going somewhere like Napoli. It's, um- it does seem as though one way or another, um, Socrates is is uh, it, it is going. It, it, I, every yeah. everything I see is sort of like yeah. I think they're they're trying to they're trying to unload him because I think he's he, he's in like maybe the last year of his contract and he's getting on, isn't he? He's like thirty three, thirty four, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he's older than I thought he was. Is it- older than than I um, than I realized. Yeah, I think he's sort of in his thirties now and. Uh- yeah, he was. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I'd rate his time at Arsenal. Maybe just sort of, eh, okay. I guess kind of, mm, maybe a couple of, <laughs> couple of really good games for us. Um, he was, yeah, one of those. It was, yeah, good in the air from corners in terms of in in terms of you know scoring from set pieces. He was pretty good. Um, but he was capable, as with pretty much all Arsenal defenders, he was capable of making some pretty dire mistakes. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah, he gave away gave away a share of penalties and free kicks that didn't need to be, you know, that were that were just sort of silly mistakes. But um oh yeah, I feel, you know, harbour no ill will towards him, um, specifically. I think he's yeah, he's think he's he's done all right, all things considered. Consider you know, the, the given the kind of uh given the kind of tumultuous vibe around Arsenal at the time that he that you know, that he that he joined, I think he's done okay. Hmm. Um. What else? I mean, there's what Coutinho. I that's another one because that goes because now that Ronald Koeman's at Barcelona, supposedly a Koeman may consider Coutinho as part of the squad. But whether or not, and Coutinho's yeah. personally over the over all that and just wants to play for a different club. I don't know. But yeah. Um. It's another one of those. From what I was reading, yeah, I think Kuman I think Kuman wants to keep Coutinho. Um hmm. he is definitely but he is planning like a big clear out. There, you know, there are a lot of players that apparently are uh on the chopping block, as it were. Um the president at, at Barca is I think he's he, he's made like a list of untransferables, you know, players that he absolutely wants to keep at all costs. And um yeah, it's it's a fairly short list, and uh, I know. Yeah, Suarez apparently is uh, is is one of the ones that they're looking at getting rid of, and then also, I mean, breaking news as of today, time of recording, um, 
Messi has, has ended in a, a transfer request. He wants to he wants to leave the club, which is, <laughs> I mean, realistically, where could he go other than PSG? I mean, re- in terms of because his wage Either. demands must be absolutely astronomical. Yeah. Either, I would either say Juventus or um, Manchester City, and that's probably it. Or Real Madrid. It's got to be, yeah. It, it's <laughs> that, I mean, Spain would literally go to civil war, I think, if that happened. Yeah, that, there, yeah. There, would be, there would be just a, a full-on civil war breaking out if if he left Barcelona to go to Real Madrid. Um, yeah, I mean... Good God! I mean, because Real fans would be furious as well, wouldn't they? Really, like just the the fact that he's like some of them, like, some of them would love it, but then they'd just be because so, they're such a like weird, fickle group of fans that it's just like the idea of the idea of one of the most iconic Barca players uh, coming to to Madrid. I think would just it would just break a lot of people's brains. I think, and it would yeah, there'd be riots, but it would be very funny. Yes. It's like the first thing kids do on FIFA, you know, career mode. You know, if they're Barca, get Ronaldo in, or if you're Madrid, you get Messi and Ronaldo, like the old days. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a, it's. A, I mean, it, it would have to be like there's only a handful of clubs I think that would be able to to afford because, like I said, the wages that he presumably is currently on and the wages he would demand to, you know, if he's leaving Barcelona would be. Uh, Insane. I mean, it would just be absolute. Uh, you know, we're talking probably, probably all. You know, he'd be the all-time highest-paid footballer. I would. He'd have to be. Um, and it's just, yeah, like I said, that you know, there's only there's like maybe three or four teams that could possibly cough up that much that he would also consider going to is the other thing. I mean, like you know, I'm sure, there's plenty of teams out in China. Um, in in China, teams in China. Very good teams, fantastic teams, um, that would uh, that you know that would be happy to have him. Just in terms of brand recognition, that'd be huge. But yeah, and there's probably teams in South, you know, South America as well um, that would you know that would that would love to have him. But yeah, in terms of all his you know endorsement deals and all of his managers and agents and stuff, I would imagine they want him to to stay in Europe. Um, and it would be like you said, have to be Juve or. Man City or PSG, um, I don't, yeah, I don't really see that there's anyone else that would be able to, to pony up that much money. I mean, it would kind of show in many ways his sort of uh, mentality at his age. If he chose the Premier League, it would sort of show that he still wants to sort of play somewhat competitively. Whereas if he went to somewhere like PSG, it's like he just want you just want the money, really. I mean, I suppose you can't really begrudge. Yeah, but. Um, be great at Arsenal, <laughs> but then it's like as weird as the atmosphere, as weird as the atmosphere is around Barcelona. It's like it seems like it would be so much more stressful at PSG. I mean, it's just an absolute mind fuck in terms of you know uh, the amount of ego in that dressing room must be absolutely insane. Except, I'm not quite sure. I may have heard rumors that he, the Mauro Icardi, who's at PSG now, apparently Messi. Uh, isn't really a fan of him, so I don't. From what I gather, so I'm not sure. Anyway, who knows? Apparently, when uh, mm. Arge- but is he still buddies with Neymar? Well, I don't know, but um, I I, I just remember I think at 
the last World Cup because Messi kind of has a bit of a say in who gets picked, and apparently he was he said he didn't want Mario mm. Icardi. Something like, these are just ru- rumors. I don't know maybe how factual they are, but uh, he was yeah. saying something like he didn't like Mario Icardi because Messi was friends with Maxi Lopez, who Mario Icardi had an affair with Maxi Lopez's <laughs> wife, and then Mar- and then, then Maxi Lopez. Oh my god, Maxi Lopez's wife ran off with Mario Icardi. And Amaricardi got Max Lopez's son's name tattooed on him. It's just weird, really fucked up stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I don't know if you've read about that the is, whole... Uh, that is some soap opera shit. Yeah. Like, because Maxi Lopez and Amaricardi were at Sampdoria, and he took him under his wing, and then Amaricardi mm. had an affair with his wife... And then ran off with his wife. That's how he repays him. That that's pretty fucked up stuff. But anyway, it's like yeah, um, it's a more extreme version of uh, John Terry and Wayne Bridge, isn't it? It's like yeah, not only did not only did he have an affair, he sort of moved moved in on his family. <laughs> that is does some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But um, that's yeah. So I can see why. Yeah, that might be complicated. Uh, for Messi, if if that's what he's uh, yeah, if that's what he'd potentially be, be walking into, um, but yeah, I suppose commiserations to PSG. <laughs> yeah, fuck, uh, fuck for PSG. losing the Champions League. Um, fuck Neymar. Fuck Neymar. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, exactly. Yes, fuck that. I I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but yeah, on uh, on Football Manager, you can set nicknames for for players and and staff members and stuff. Um, and I'd forgotten that I'd uh, changed uh, Neymar to little bitch, um, so I'd <laughs> yeah. I'd get sent all these like uh, all these news articles and stuff in the in the game where it's like uh, he was trying to get because I'd I'd signed um, I'd signed Erling Haaland for Arsenal. He was trying yeah. to convince uh, Haaland to to come to PSG, but like the headline would always be like "Little bitch says that Haaland should join him at PSG." <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I remember when in that Borussia Dortmund PSG match in in the first leg, Haaland did that um, cross. You know, where he does that kind of Buddha pose. That was quite funny. And then, you know, oh, Neymar yeah. had to do the same back when he got in the second leg. Yeah, it's that kind of yeah, cool guy stuff that Neymar does that makes me just you know, he's yeah, yeah, absolute. Cool, cool Just dude. A, yeah. That cool dude. Cool, that awful. that Neymar. Awful, awful prick. Just yeah. Fucking worm. Um Yeah, so yeah, PSG proved that you can't uh buy everything, no matter how much they try. Um and it's I mean it is, they are kind of a more extreme version of, of Man City, I suppose. Like, you know, at least at least Man City uh went through, you know, at least Man City had to go through the financial fair play, um, you know, uh, sanctions and whatever before they managed to wriggle out of it. PSG just seemed to be able to do whatever the fuck they want with absolute impunity. Yeah. Nobody cares. Um, yeah, they can just spend whatever they want on on players and wages. So, But uh, yeah, turns out that doesn't necessarily bring in, uh, yeah, doesn't bring in um, the Champions League. So good for Bayern Munich. Yeah. I mean, in in any other time, I would be you know supporting the other team, not Bayern Munich, because they're 
you know, they're kind of like the Man United of Germany. But, um, you know, you, you bet the devil, you know, you know, I'd rather support an actual yeah. a club with some actual prestige and respect, at least some respectability and actually. Yeah. A well, well established club. Yeah. yeah. An actual kind of footballing yeah. philosophy as opposed to just buying all of the most expensive yeah. players. So, uh, so yeah, big fucks to, uh, to, to PSG. Um, and, uh, yeah, what we, so yeah, we talked about, um, Messi handing in the, uh, the transfer request. I suppose the other thing we've got to talk about is, um, Harry Maguire. Oh, Maguire. Oh Maguire. 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 So he's finally, that's, so I, I reckon that's why he, that's why he did it. It's because he was trying to impress Roy Keane. That's probably why he. Uh, <laughs> trying to show how hard he is. That's why he's that. So got, um, he got a, I got a criminal yeah, exactly, record now. Yeah, exactly. Show how hard that he is. Yeah, except he kind of ruined it by trying to uh, bribe the police to get out of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, um, yeah, Man United captain and uh, England defender Harry Maguire um, was arrested in Greece uh, last week along with um, a couple of, I think he was on holiday with his family and friends. Is that right? And there was a, a kerfuffle in uh, in like a, in a pub or a club somewhere in, in Mykonos. And uh, yeah, three men were arrested, one of which was Harry Maguire. And then it turned out today is uh, his trial. Um, he's been charged with, um, was it re- repeated bodily harm? Um, there was, yeah, there we go. Maguire found guilty, given a suspended sentence in Greece. Um, yeah, violence against public employees, <laughs> uh, attempted bribery, repeated bodily harm, and insult. Uh, I don't know if you could just be charged with insult in Greece, but uh, wow, they're not fucking around. Um, so yeah, basically, um, the, I mean, I saw some articles that, you know, from a quote-unquote, uh, eyewitness or a source in the sun that said something to the effect of someone was trying to start shit with Harry Maguire's family um, and they tried to stab his sister with a, a sharp object. Although I haven't actually seen that reported anywhere else. Um, like it, it doesn't seem to have, yeah, I, yeah I don't know how accurate that is. I, mean, I feel like that would have, that would have been quite a big part of this, but yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. Barry Maguire and his mates um, started fighting. The police showed up. They then uh, started fighting the police. Um, and then uh, Harry Maguire apparently said, uh, while they were in the police station, do you know who I am? I'm the Man United captain. I've got money. I can give you money. Um, it's apparently what he said. So, uh, yeah, just a real, it's funny. just a great show from the lad. You know, I mean, it's funny when um, this happens to someone like Harry Maguire and it comes as a shock, a real shock, because he's such a nice lad, this Harry Maguire. But if Rain mm, Sterling mm. goes and buys his mum a big, nice house after a disgraceful yeah. exit from Euro 2016, absolute, what's this going to show? Well, yeah. How is this an example to our kids? You know? Exactly. Yeah, disgusting. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It it's you know, it's one thing to be having a lads on tour moment in Greece with the lads, 
during an international pandemic, um, you know, in a in a pub uh, and you know starting fights with the locals and then continuing to fight with the local law enforcement. Um, I presume everybody was wearing masks, obviously, um, but uh, you know, washed his um, hands. You know, hope. that's you know again, that's just that's, exactly yeah. That's boys will be boys. You know, that's that's lads lads on tour stuff. Uh, where it's really serious is if, uh, yeah, if a Premier League footballer buys his mum a nice house after a, uh, a very poor international tournament. Uh, I mean, that is, that's the real, I mean, I can't even, I, I, I'm, I'm going to puke. It, it makes me sick to my stomach. I can't even, I can't even think about it. It's, it's awful. A disgrace um, to the nation in disgrace. Hey, this is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Um, so yeah, Harry, <laughs> Harry, McGuire, I mean, I, I believe literally in our last episode, I was saying there is, there's something about that, um, that group of lads from the title winning Leicester side. Um, there's just something about them. They love to scrap, don't they? It, like Harry Maguire is like the third or fourth one from that team. I feel like, you know, after, after, I think, uh, uh was it? Yeah, Danny, the, the Dannys, Danny Drinkwater, Danny Simpson. I feel like there's more of them as well. There was a bunch of them that the team had to let go at the start of that season when Nigel Pearson was still the manager, including Pearson's son, because they were like, didn't they get caught having like a gangbang with a prostitute in Thailand or something? Uh, <laughs> it was something yeah. like that. Where I remember it was like something They got, like they got that, caught yeah. with a prostitute. Yeah, I remember something um, like that happening. And yeah. yeah, someone thought it would be smart to film them having like a, yeah, having like a gangbang. Um. Yeah, there's something about those Leicester lads. They just, yeah, they they love. I hope they just this can't, is like they can't uh, help themselves. They can't help but proudy. I hope this is like some kind of celebrity banged up abroad, like PR kind of stunt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there's obviously a lot of theories about you know what it means. Um, my favorite of which was that um, it would mean that uh, from our you know our usual Man United correspondent. Um, Mr. Mark Goldbridge. Brent DeCesar. Um, his theory was that, I'm just looking it up now. Um, uh, where's, oh, God. Vamp, damn you, vamp. Um, I was going to have a fake It was, yeah, would, something yeah. to the effect of. Carry on. I was just going to say, yeah, it's to the effect of, um, yeah, that because he would go to jail and then get let out. Um, in time for the new season, it would mean that it's a, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it basically the equivalent of a new signing, uh, yeah. for Man United, which would mean that the board would get out of having to buy a new defender, uh, which is, um, even by Goldbridge's standards, um, that's a new level of nonsense. That is... That is a one Doctor Seuss uh, level nonsense. I, I I cannot follow the train of thought there at all. Was it, well, that wasn't like some of that kind of weak kind of banter that goes on on football Twitter, where they kind of like make jokes. Oh, he's just trying to, you know, he's just trying to make a, a, a new signing. Ha ha, ha ha. Um, yeah, it's quite funny how uh, United can't really attract anybody despite getting a Champions League spot it's really weird how they yeah isn't that weird they were I thought yeah. they were saying how they were in I mean yeah Goldbridge is, is still insisting that Sancho is uh, Sancho is coming 
<laughs> in what way? <laughs> uh, if I had to guess, it'd probably be inside Goldbridge's mum. Ho! 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 Oh. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my sides. Um, but it's weird how they can't... They were saying how Arsenal... Uh, uh, Gabriel's not coming to Arsenal. He's coming to Man United. Yep, yeah, I just got off of a mate of mine. He knows. He's he's on the inside track, yeah. Gabriel's definitely coming to Man United. Oh, oh wait. He's going to Arsenal. All right. Oh, we're doing well in many Farmers the, League, French League, Farmers League. Uh, he's just going he's gonna to be rubbish. Uh, flop, 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 flop. Yeah. It, yeah, again, Goldbridge's uh, theory on that was that uh, the reason... Uh, he hasn't been formally unveiled or announced as an Arsenal player is because uh, Gabriel is holding up the deal because he's waiting for United to make a bid. Um, so he doesn't... It, <laughs> he's not uh, agreeing personal terms or anything with uh, with Arsenal yet because he, he's waiting for United to make a bid. And uh, the only reason they haven't is because the, uh, the board at Man United um, can't negotiate properly. So that was that's what it is. Um, and uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, again, you know, 4D chess, I can't possibly comprehend. Uh, like you were saying earlier, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, like those uh, Lovecraft monsters that uh, can't be perceived by the human mind, so anybody that sees them goes instantly insane. Um, that's, what, that's what that kind of Man United fan logic is to me. I just, I can't, if I try to unpick it, I, I, the, my, yeah. my very mind will fall out of my nose. Yeah, it's like, oh, it is quite funny when it's like, like Man City are buying players. I mean, have Liverpool, Liverpool haven't bought anybody? Oh, they bought a couple of like young players. Uh, Chelsea are busy. Yeah, yeah, they, City they... and. And us and then Man United. What about you, Man United? Who are you who are you yeah. bringing in? Anybody? No. Yeah. Yikes. Certainly, um, it looks uh, looks more the, with each passing day. It seems more and more foolish that they put all of their eggs in the Sancho basket um, because, I mean, like I said, Goldbridge is insisting that that's still happening. He tweets seemingly on the hour that uh, that it is that it's still <laughs> that it's definitely happening and it always was happening um even though again there is uh just no indication uh from anyone except him to be honest I, i'm not even i'm not even seeing it like in you know in like the transfer like gossip columns or like the you know like the the newspaper rumors um those you know those those sort of um, the Nottingham Echo. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, may, uh, yeah, uh, by M- Mike Goldbarge. Uh, <laughs> Brent de Caesar. By That's Brent de Caesar, Officer Brent de Caesar. Um, that was the other thing. I, I couldn't believe that. You know, as a former cop, his insight on the whole Maguire arrest thing was just <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't know, man. You know, it's like people say cops aren't that smart, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> They're not like on TV shows where they know the whole ins and outs of the of the system, and but they're always just held down by the petty bureaucracy. Exactly. Yeah, uh, they're doing everything by the book. Just and, a uh, good cop that wants to. Yeah. 
they can solve almost any crime. is innocent. (laughs) Where they can solve almost any crime by looking at a uh, a picture of the crime scene on a computer and uh, just saying zoom and enhance. um, And just magically they can zoom in at the, you know, perfect resolution anywhere on the picture. Some throwaway line from a kid while they're playing like, video game of course that's it yeah bowser did it every time of course (laughs) he got away in the mario kart (laughs) (laughs) that's not a man at all it's a it's just a big ape wearing a tie he's been killing people for years by throwing barrels at them damn we should pitch this to like quibi or something video game cops like the ad to Grand Theft get, Auto. Get some of that Quibi money before it's all before it's gone. What's the opposite of Grand Theft Auto? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, do as you're told. The game. I don't know. You're coming with me. Yeah. Uh, ruler Bayer. Yeah. Was there any other any other football news? I'm just checking here. I think there's. Yeah, we haven't got any any breaking news here. Um. Well, yeah, I suppose the the other thing is, yeah, the fallout from that is that um, Maguire is out uh, of the there was also squad a Gav- the Nations League. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, no, how we won't win the thing now. Like, yeah. I mean, Lewis Dunk, I think, should be perfect replacement. Lewis Dunk or uh, any of the... Is, is any of the Sheffield United guys English? Some of them are Irish, I know. Um, I think, yeah, they're mostly... English, I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I haven't actually just, seen uh, the rest of the squad. So I'm going to look now. Um, we don't need a we don't need a fridge in the... If we, if we need a fridge, um, there's one in the in the training centre, in the canteen, yeah. I guess. It's probably one on the bus, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, it looks as though uh, Danny Ying's got a call up. That's nice. Um. Yeah, it was okay. a Leeds player. What's he? I can't remember his name. Is a Leeds player got called up? Calvin Phillips. Is that him? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yorkshire uh, Pierlo, they're calling him. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got uh, uh, Eric Dyer is somehow still in the squad. Um, and Karen Trippier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be fine, I think. Still got a lot of Spurs players. That's the problem. Too many too many Tottenham players in this team. I think, yeah. Well, actually, well, how many? Yeah, Dyer, Kane, oh, Harry Winks. Deli Alley, Lingard. <laughs> I don't know. It's Deli Alley. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, Darian Alley's nowhere to be seen. Um, and, uh, yeah, I weirdly enough, uh, Jesse Lingard has not made the squad. Uh, uh, even, though, even after scoring that sensational goal on the last day of the season, um, scoring his, his first goal of the season on the last In day, two years uh, was not enough to get him a place. Yeah, his first, first goal of this or indeed the previous season um, on the final day of the campaign was not enough, unfortunately, to get him a place in Gareth Southgate's England squad. Um, let's have a look. Do I call him Gareth Gates or Gareth Southgate? 
Think I, Gareth Gates was the that was the guy from Pop Idol, wasn't it? Yeah. Wonder what he's up to these days. But... Probably Panto, if I had to guess. Um, can't do that anymore. It's not politically correct. I don't know. Can you? Uh, it seems like something that people would complain about not being able to do pantomime. Uh, they probably won't be able to do it now because of uh, the virus, the pandemic. But um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Of course, political correctness is the real virus, as we all know. The real virus is hypocrisy. I thought, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> the real virus is society. Um, right. Okay. We're going to take a, a brief break and then we'll be back with, uh, with a, yes, a, uh, an exciting, uh, new game that I've devised, which I've probably oversold now and will be a bit of a damp squib, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we're going to come back and do some more dumb bullshit. See you in a sec. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and we are back. Yeah, yeah, the bitch is back, to quote uh, our friend Elton Elton John. Um, <laughs> Elton Elton John. Um, so... Elt and John. Elt, yes, that popular combo. Elt and John. Um, so, I, yeah, I've, I've come up with an idea for something that might be funny or it might just be a dud, I don't know. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, basically, this weekend just gone. I rewatched for the first time in I don't know maybe ten years um, the the movie JFK, um, filmed by Oliver Stone. Uh, you know, somewhat uh, a somewhat controversial filmmaker, should we say, Oliver Stone? Um, but uh, but yeah, he made a, a, a movie in the early nineties uh, about uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy and all of the kind of weird. Um, all the sort of weird unanswered questions around it and what it would potentially mean, who exactly was responsible for it and the kind of, you know, what actually happened versus what the presented version uh, of the, uh, from, you know, from the the government was, if that sentence makes any sense whatsoever. Um, You know, you know what I mean? What actually happened versus, you know, what we were told happened. Um, and uh, it's great. It's riveting. Um, really interesting. I, I would, uh, I'll uh, maybe, if I haven't already included it in my um, cultural appropriation recommendations, I, I, I recommend you do so. It's quite a, it's quite a commitment time wise. I didn't realize that at the time, but I, I think I watched the director's cut, which is about three and a half hours long. Um, so that's a, <laughs> that's a real. I mean, that yeah, that's like Irishman level. Uh, uh, yeah. Time commitment, so you might want to break it up yeah. into a couple of parts, or uh, you know, over the week. But um, yeah, very interesting, and it, yeah, it follows that. Yeah, uh, Jim Garrison, the, the real life district attorney from New Orleans, who uh, to date is the only person to bring anybody to trial for the murder of, of John F. Kennedy. Um, but one thing I noticed with this film, because it is so damn long and it's so uh, exhaustive, it's so thorough in every kind of aspect and facet of, uh, of what it's investigating. There are a million actors in it. There, there, it, it feels like every single actor is, is in, uh, is in this movie. Um, as it goes on, just every, pretty much every scene starts. And you're like, Oh, is that guy, that guy, Oh, that guy's in this movie. God damn. 
Um, so with that in mind, Lawrence, you've never you you confirmed to me earlier you've never seen this film, have you? I have not seen this film. No. Okay, and we've never met before, have we, sir? No, sir. That is correct. We just met for the first time today on on a podcast. Um, yes, but. Uh, yeah, you, you've never seen this film before, so you you have no idea uh, about the you know the, the cast, uh, uh, you know who may or may not be in it. Um, no, I imagine, um, I imagine Melissa McCarthy maybe because of <laughs> McCarthyism. Um, I think McCarthyism was maybe a few years before. Um, Kristen Wiig. <laughs> Maybe Paul Rudd. Okay, well, you, you kind of you kind of shitting all over my. Chris Hemsworth makes a cameo. <laughs> you, you, okay. You're kind of shitting Sorry. all over my, my my concept of the game here because I, I wanted you to bear uh, in mind that this this film is was made in 1991. I was going to get you to name. Oh, oh, I thought this was like a recent film. Oh, no, 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 sorry. no, no. This film. 1991. Okay. This is yeah. yeah. So think think in the early 90s in terms of you know who would have been. Who would have been, a, you know, big in the, the early nineties? And I want you to basically name ten actors. I want you to name ten actors, and w- I will just we'll see if you can hit like a blind bullseye. I want you to see if you just think of ten actors, and we'll see if uh, if any of them are in the film. Because I'm confident that at least one of the actors that you'll name will probably uh, be in this movie. Um, in the segment, I'm calling uh, JF Yay. Sort of, uh, sort of JFK. Um, so yeah. So, like I said, giving you those those context uh, clues, you know, it's a it's a conspiracy thriller from the early nineties, directed by Oliver Stone. So Oliver Stone, if you don't know, also you know he also directed uh, Wall Street, directed Natural Born Killers, uh, he directed Platoon, um, that awful Doors movie with Val Kilmer. Um, you know, any given Sunday. So, you know, if, if that, if that helps you kind of, uh, with an idea at all of who, you know, the type of actors that he might cast, but yeah, you give me 10 actors and we'll see if any of them are in this movie. Well, I just have to try and remember names from uh, 1991. Well, I'll, I'll give, I think I may know one. I haven't looked this up, but I think I remember seeing a clip, the famous clip from the film. I think I may have seen a, one little clip. Is it? I think is it Kevin Costner. Okay, I know that one. That's about as far as I I've got. Um, I I can't remember many act, actors' okay. names, but um, no. um, um, is Michael Douglas in the film? Michael Douglas. Um, well, I if you like, I said you give me you give me the names. I'll I'll take them down and uh, we'll run through them once we've got to ten. Uh, so you're submitting Michael Douglas as one of the uh, one uh, of the names. Yeah, let's let's go crazy. Yeah, um, Alec Baldwin, because I keep seeing him on adverts on YouTube to invest in Amazon. Oh, really? Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go with uh, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin, uh, yeah. I don't know why Baldwin. I said when you said see him in adverts on Amazon. To invest, uh, sorry, you see on uh, adverts on YouTube. To invest in Amazon. On on YouTube, yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I just went, oh, really? Like I'm disappointed in Alec Baldwin somehow. Like I like I wasn't. 
like I wasn't already incredibly disappointed by Alec Baldwin. Like that's that's the thing. That's the thing that's turned me off about him is him doing adverts for Amazon. That's, yeah, that's stupid. Um, it's got to be some female actress. Uh, um, it was popular in the nineties. Female. Well, that's the thing. A lot um, of these actors, like I said, it, it's it, it's a lot of big names, and it, it's a lot of names that are still big today, which is kind of what makes it incredible to go back and watch. Um, so it, it's, you know, like I said, it was the film's from 1991, but there's a lot of like big names that are still in like big, like franchise movies. There's at least looking through here. I mean, there's at least two actors from two of the, well, one of them definitely is, is played a character in the biggest, possibly the biggest film franchise uh, ever. Um, and there's, yeah, there's definitely a couple more that have been in, in some, some big, big movie franchises. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, if you sort of think, think along those lines, like actors that would have been kind of, you know, I suppose character actors, if, uh, if, if that term means anything. Is Carrie Fisher in this film? Um, um, Sharon Stone. Well, I'll, I'll put Carrie Fisher on the, on the list here. Sharon Stone. Uh, Okay, so I think we're up to, we're up to I five. Think I'm, I'm thinking of no, Susan Sarandon. That's what I'm thinking of. Susan Sarandon. Oh, you want to... I get this, I, I get this name. You want to swap out put, Sharon Stone for Sarandon? No, no, put them all on. Put them all on. Um, okay. Uh, 90s actors. Oh. Now, it's, I should say, it's a very... it's Because it's set in the early 60s, you might want to reconsider some of these answers because it, it's very dude-heavy. There's, there's very okay. few... Um, Female uh, at all, um, and I don't know that you'd the kind of the, the the female leads, as it were. I don't know that you'd know them from from anything. Um, so, like I said, it's it's very. You might want to recalibrate some of your answers there because it is very very dude heavy. Oh, we're going to be here forever. Um, oh, if I okay, so if I like I said, if I if I mention some of the uh, the franchises that some of these actors have uh, have been involved with, maybe that'll help. Yeah, go on. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. So I see some uh, stars here from. Well, I see there's I see two Men in Black actors. Uh, I see a Harry Potter star. I see um, a Walking Dead actor. Uh, I see uh, at least one. I mean, this doesn't really narrow it down, but at least one of these actors has been in at least one of the X Men movies. Um, what else? Not, yeah. Not, so there's that. Yeah, chew chew on that for a little bit. Little bit. Oh. Um, um, any of them British actors, or are they all American? Uh, now you now you're thinking there is yeah there's at least one Brit I think he might be the only one actually looking at the cast list here you got a few Canadians but uh, yeah there's definitely one Brit in a very key role when you said Harry Potter as someone say the most not thinking of I can't remember his name the one who speaks like just uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, Rickman. Rickman. Alan Rickman. <laughs> okay. Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, Suck um, my dick. 
won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> God damn. He's so fucking good in that movie, dude. Yeah. What was the first franchise you said again? Uh, there's at least two actors from the Men in it Black films. Out of my head. Oh, oh, I was going to say Tommy Lee Jones, maybe. Not Rip Torn. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, everybody is in this movie. So don't take take no one off the table in your mind. Let's, let's put Will Smith in there. Let's go crazy. Let's put Will Smith in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Rip 1991. Torn. He would have been... He, he would have been famous at that point. I mean, you know, the, the Fresh Prince and, yeah, Jazzy Jeff would have had at least a couple of albums out at that point, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not it's not out of uh, the realm of possibility uh, that he would have been in a, in a movie in before he was... Well, that meant before... I think Fresh Prince would have been air, on the air by that point. So, yeah, he might have been. Yeah, I think it started around 92 or so. But, so it's um, possible that he could have been in movies then. I think maybe earlier. I think I think it may have started earlier. Because it does seem early series seems to be having eighties. I think you're right. I believe the first season uh, of the Fresh Prince was maybe nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety. Um, but yeah, like I said, not completely out of the realm of possibility that Will Smith would have been in movies uh, in nineteen ninety one. So that's a an educated guess. Um, um, we got a few more. So in Men in Black, I can only think of Tommy Jones, Rip Torn. Who else? What's the name of the guy who's um he's the big the big fat guy who's always <laughs> he's always playing big fat guys. Uh, um he was in Roseanne. Oh, uh John Goodman. And he was John Goodman, that's his name. I was gonna he's say you gotta the, things. <laughs> the bulk of this film is set in New Orleans Did, in the early sixties, so when it comes to big fat guys, you really gotta narrow it down. But yeah, no, John Goodman is is uh yeah. He is. He's definitely one of those. Um, one of those guys. No De Niro or there's no Robert De Niro or um, I keep there's, calling him Cappuccino. Al, Al Pacino. Um, there's no Pacino. You got to have a few. I tell you. There's no Pacino or De Niro, but that is the, ballpark. You know, uh, like I said, everybody's in this movie, so. There's like a third guy that if you think, you know, you normally go Pacino, De Niro, and then there's a third guy that people normally associate with those two that definitely is in this movie. Incidentally, the first season of Fresh Prince aired in, in 1990. So, yeah, the, we were we were pretty much bang on. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, no Pacino or De Niro in this one. Oh, no. Um... Is how many have I named? Is that enough? So I think we got we got nine, so you got room for, for one more one it's more like, guess on here. It's like it's like being on pointless. I'll be here all day. Like oh, no. <laughs> um, you, only, you only got to name one more. Um, so, like I said, you got actors here from franchises like well, like I said, there's at least two two men in black actors. Is Brian Cranston in it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Um, <laughs> No, although there is a there is a Seinfeld uh, alum in here because I believe Brian Cranston was in Seinfeld before he um, before Malcolm in the Middle. Is that a, 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 I think I'm correct in saying that. Not Jason Alexander. Is that, <laughs> no, not is that not Jason Alexander. No, but uh, again, uh, you're 
The one who had that outburst. The oh, uh, <laughs> Kramer. The yeah, Michael Richardson or whatever his name yeah. is, with his uh, famous with his famous rant. Trying to think of what like one more clue I could give you because uh, you're so close on a, a couple of them. Um, like I said, yeah, there's there's a, a, a Seinfeld alumni. Uh, people here from Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, um, Sam Neil. Using it? No. I mean, it's like I said, you, you're saying all these names and then laughing, but it's like when I when I tell Laura you Dern. who is actually in this film, it won't seem you know it, it, it's it's nowhere near as as far fetched. Goldblum is he in it? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. There's no no Goldblum. He would have been great though. Because everyone's doing like southern accents, so him him doing like a him trying to do like a like a <laughs> like a New Orleans accent would have Jeff been Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges was apparently considered for. Uh, I was reading. He apparently he was he was considered for one of the roles, but uh, but uh, ultimately didn't get it. Um, There's no Kurt Russell or anybody. I'm just thinking. Well, Schwarzenegger doesn't turn up. <laughs> he, he that plays, would be if he plays Schwarzenegger. <laughs> He plays Grassy Knoll. Uh, grassy Knoll. Yeah. Uh, he's the Schwarzenegger plays. Grassy Knoll. He's the <laughs> Ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> um, we got, okay, like I said, you got, you got to settle on one he's last just, name. And then we he's a big go. rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, uh, he's Harvey Lee Oswald with a big Carl, rocket launcher. Uh, what was his name? Um, Bill, um, Christian Slater. He was Chris, is he going to be that, that's, like Danny you said, you got, you got room for one one more name on here who are you, who are you putting down as your, your number 10 uh, Ma- Mike Myers <laughs> Mike Myers okay <laughs> again given some of the people that are in this movie that is not not ridiculous um, okay so just double check we got so we got I just run down the 10 names we got here so Kevin Cosner uh, Michael Douglas Alec Baldwin Carrie Fisher Susan Sarandon, Alan Rickman, Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, John Goodman, and Mike Myers. Oh, I said Rip Torn as well. Oh. But okay, yeah. uh, do you want to replace any of those with Rip Torn? It's Mike Myers, uh, Rip Torn. Replace, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So, out of those ten, how, how do you how do you think you did out of ten? Apart from Kevin Costner, uh, very badly, just one out of ten. You reckon one out of ten? Okay. Um, I think I'm pretty pleased to know then that you actually got a hundred percent more than that. Um, you got two out of ten. You oh, did. You did good. manage, as I, I expected you would, to get at least one other actor um, in the good. film. Um, so. Michael Douglas uh, is uh, that's a that's a good guess for uh, especially for a uh, Oliver Stone film. Um, I'm sure he was probably considered for one of the roles, but is not in the movie. Um, Alec Baldwin again, uh, a good guess for you know for an early '90s uh, thriller like this, um, but is is not in the movie. No Carrie Fisher or Susan Sarandon. Like I said, very dude heavy film. Um, the I suppose the only sort of the two most notable female characters are played by uh, Laurie Metcalf. I suppose is uh, I think I, she on Roseanne as well. I think I mean you were close with the the John Goodman connection there. I think she was she's from Roseanne. I'm pretty sure she did she win an Oscar 
or was she nominated for an Oscar for Lady Bird? I've, um, I've no idea. Recently, it's not my but, not uh, my yeah, uh, then, expertise, but yeah, the, well, I'm, I suppose I'm mainly talking to the listeners here. Um, but oh. yeah, and then uh, the other the other main female character is uh, Sissy Spacek from. Uh, oh. I think she's from Carrie. I think that's like her yeah. big thing. Um, she plays uh, Jim Garrison's wife. Um, Alan Rickman, uh, no, but again, we'll come on to how close you were in, in a second. Tommy Lee Jones was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role as Clay Shaw in JFK. So uh, you okay, were absolutely yeah. correct. Tommy Lee Jones... Tommy Lee Jones is uh, yes is is in JFK. He's uh, yeah he was I believe the only actor to be nominated for for this movie. Um, it got nominated for a, a, quite a few awards and Oscars and things, but yeah he was the only actor to be nominated. Um, there's no Will Smith. Um, not too. Sh- I mean, like I said, not out of their own possibility that he'd be in an Oliver Stone movie in the early '90s, but um, for a movie about JFK in the South in the early '60s, don't know. There's not a whole lot of roles for. For young black men um, in in a, in a film like this, um, John Goodman, good guess. Uh, a lot of big fat guys in this movie. John Goodman is not among them. And Rip Torn, it it feels like Rip Torn should have been in this film, but uh, but is not. Um, however, on the Men in Black connection, Vincent D'Onofrio is uh, does have a small role in it. He's the uh, he's uh, I'm sure you remember. He's the guy in the first Men in Black movie that uh, is like. Steve Bannon, he's the, the give me sugar and water guy. Oh, I see. Yeah, he plays Edgar, the alien. Yeah, As I didn't know that was the guy's name. Yeah, I just think of it. Like I said, he just looks. Well, I know that film. All, like, I know that film literally word for word. Every scene I can imagine in my head, because <laughs> I used to watch that film nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do the whole scene. Yeah. Ah, is that better? Mister, I put my hands on my head upon my head like this. <laughs> I, I got the. It's yeah. funny. I have the American version on VHS, so it's kind of in very, very wide screen, and is sort of edited. Mm. There is one or two scenes where the the audio is overdubbed different words. Like I think for the British version, ah. they changed a few, changed a few things. I, I was like, hey, that's not in the version I've got. That's different. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. It is weird when they they do that. Yeah, for like European releases, they'll like yeah change the the yeah change the phrasing of certain things. It, yeah, that is weird when they do that. Um, like I've always found it weird that like the first Harry Potter film, well, and the first book is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone even though it's the Philosopher's Stone everywhere else in the world. It's like, it has no impact on anything whatsoever, but it's like, they had to like, you know, every every scene in that first Harry Potter film, they had to do twice, where it's the Philosopher's Stone and the Sorcerer's Stone, because I guess they just thought Americans would be too stupid to pronounce the word philosopher, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, you thought I was thinking, say, Philosopher's Stoned, or oh, epic weed. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I call it when I get stoned because I'm. Uh, I'm. A, I'm something of a philosopher. I've read. Yeah. Uh, I've read. Uh, 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 I've read uh, 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 a book. I've read. Uh, Actually, no. We shouldn't talk about that because uh, uh, books are bad now. Uh, men. 
if yeah we should uh, ladies, have a bookshelf. if your fellow has a book yeah if you get to his place and he's got a bookshelf with a, a book on it uh-uh that's a big red flag big yikes no books I mean, my shelf has like x-files microphones and some of my brother's old <laughs> books that i haven't that i haven't read and i don't really want to but um I mean, I've got there's American Psycho. <laughs> that must say a lot about my personality. Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah. My shelf's mainly got uh, like hats on it. I just got a lot of hats and yeah, uh, records. That's, that's ju- pretty much what I've I just got. kept yeah. that shelf. I just kept that shelf as it is. I mean, I think there's a couple of like game cases on there and X Files. I got a banjo DVD up. On um, how to play banjo? Sweet. Oh, I thought you meant like banjo kazooie, like a I don't know, no, not banjo kazooie, like a DVD of like Just how to learn banjo. Banjo from banjo kazooie doing like skate tricks or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, would you like to know how close you were with some of your other guesses in terms of actors that yeah, are also in this yeah. movie? Because, like I said, you, you, you. So, um, there's no Alan Rickman. But there is, but Gary Oldman does play Lee, Har- Lee Harvey Oswald, oh. probably the, mm. the the arguably the most key character in a movie about the assassination of JFK. Uh, it's played by Gary Oldman, and he's he's great in it. He's as he well, is. I was trying everything. to think of people. Um, I was trying to think of people who kind of look like, and I was trying to thought Christian Slater looked kind of like Oswald, but anyway, mm. I was wrong. That's a good guess. Yeah, that is that's that's a that's a good educated guess, but. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. We got Gary, Gary Oldman is, is Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, Kevin Bacon is uh, yeah, he's, oh. he's second build after after Kevin Costner. Um, I believe he's in at least one of the X Men movies. I've I maybe seen two of those films out of the fifty that there are, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in at least one of them. Um, who else we got here? Uh, yeah, Laurie Metcalf. Gary Oldman, uh, Michael Rooker from, uh, I mean, he's from a bunch of stuff, but he's from The, the Walking Dead. I think most people probably know him from that. Um, uh, mm. Who else? Joe Pesci. Like I said, you were so close with uh, oh. uh, uh, with Pacino uh, and De Niro. Like I said, there was one more name there. Yeah. That's always the... You were one degree of separation away. Stella Street, if you've ever seen that. They are, mm. um, used to yeah, it's very funny. One of them was, one, one of them was Joe Pesci. Yeah, I remember. I think, was that Sessions? I, I think it was John Sessions that used to do Joe yeah. Pesci. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that. I mean, he his character is great because it's like in the first scene that he's in, they're interviewing him, and he's again, you know, it's set in the South, so he's got like a you know a Southern accent, and he because he's all uh, calm, and then like the next scene he's in, he's like all wound up and going crazy and he's all paranoid and the southern accent is just completely gone he's just he's just 100 joe pesci he's gone back to just being like an angry new york guy it's brilliant um we also got uh we got uh, jack lemon and walter Matthau, both halves of uh of the odd couple um and were they both in grumpy old men i can't remember i'm just looking it up now no idea no idea and uh, yeah, Glengarry Glen Ross, of course, Jack Lemon. 
Um, I, th- I believe he's the inspiration. Well, his character from Glengarry Glen Ross, I believe, is the inspiration for Gil from The Simpsons. Um, uh, who else we got? Oh, yeah, Donald Sutherland. Um, I was trying to think of, I'm sure he's been in like a big franchise at some point, but yeah, I couldn't think of, couldn't think Where of one. Um, yeah, Donald Sutherland. I know Keith. Donald Sutherland, Sutherland is, uh, he's, that's he his dad. Donald Sutherland is Keith Sutherland. Yes. Yeah. Body Snatchers and Animal House and Don't Look Now, a bunch of classic films. Um, Edward Asner, I, I think is, well, again, actor that's been in a million different things. I, think, I believe he plays Santa Claus in Elf, but he's also the voice of the main, whatever the main guy is in Up. He's the voice of that grumpy old man. Um, we got uh, Brian Doyle Murray as uh, as Jack Ruby. Brian Doyle Murray, of course, being Bill Murray's older brother. Um, and I believe he's appeared in more or less every single one of, of Bill Murray's films in like a smaller role. Um I mean, he's in. He's the the mayor uh, of Punxsutawney in uh, in Groundhog Day. He's the guy with the weird voice. Uh, you know, yeah, Punxsutawney Phil will tell us whether we can go fuck ourselves for six more weeks, or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, he plays Jack Ruby. Um, so again, a very, yeah. very, very central role for a movie about the assassination of, of JFK. Um, you were so close when when I was sort of nudging you towards Seinfeld actors. You were so close with Jason Alexander, but Wayne Knight is uh, is in this uh, fucking film. Uh, <laughs> and I, I did mention Jurassic Park as well. I, I really thought you'd, you'd get that. Yeah. Uh, Newman. The amazing thing. <laughs> the amazing thing is that he plays a character in this film called uh, called Numa. Um, so where everyone's talking with southern accents and stuff, if you call him Newman, it just sounds like they're calling him Newman. It's great. Uh, they're like, uh, Newman, pull that up, would you? It just sounds like, well, Newman's immortal. He's just, he's been around forever and he's always looked the same. Um, you don't see Wayne John Knight Candy. Could have said, could have said Space Jam. Could have said Space Jam. That would have been. Because the Space Jam is the third rock from the sun. Yeah, yeah. Third rock from the sun. I mean, you know, that guy's had quite a career. Um, yeah, Wayne Knight, Wayne Knight has a very small role in Hail Caesar, which I recommended a few weeks back. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. You don't you don't see him all that much anymore, which is a shame because he is he is brilliant. Um, yeah, very 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 funny comic actor. Um, yeah, John Candy is is uh, one of several big fat guys in this film. Um, but yeah, he's great. He plays like a kind of jazz talking uh, district attorney lawyer man you don't get it do you daddy oh they're gonna kill me if they see me talking to you you better back the back off bruh um you better back off cuz and he wears sunglasses all the time indoors uh it's yeah he's as far as big fat guys go he's very cool and he's like visibly sweating uh throughout the whole film well i say the whole film he's only in a couple of scenes but he's visibly sweating um again you know it works for the character because it's like He's nervous about being caught up in this conspiracy and that, you know, people might murder him. But apparently that was real sweat. Uh, John Candy was that nervous about acting in a serious film alongside, you know, all these kind of big time dramatic actors um, that he was just, yeah, he got all like clammy and, and nervous, which is kind of sweet. I mean, yeah, that's very relatable. As, as a fellow big fat guy that sweats a lot, that's incredibly relatable. Um, so yeah, right, right there with John Candy. 
you know, we're, we're the same, basically, me and him. You know, a lot of people say sure he's big, I'm the John Candy of podcasts. Big podcast. fat guy. He's a big fat guy and his surname's Candy, you know. That should be like. It is pretty perfect, guys. isn't it? Yeah. I'm just going to check that that's. Plains. That, yeah, that is, in fact, his real name. Yeah, John Franklin Candy. So that is, you know. But then you got Kevin Bacon. That guy's lean <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Although he is pretty epic. Yeah, yeah he does f- phone adverts now. I mean, it's weird. Yeah, that's. Does phone adverts with Britney Spears. That's a bummer for both of them for different reasons. Um,. <laughs> Who else we got? We got uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, who I, I don't expect you to... He's one of those actors that you probably recognize if you saw him, but would never know him by name. Um, again, another big fat guy, uh, but yeah, great character actor. He's in he's in The Walking Dead, um, gets uh, killed by... <laughs> well, one of the other characters, they, they go on like a supply run, and then one of the other characters shoots him in the leg so that all of the zombies uh, eat him. And then the other guy can get away. It's it's pretty cool. Um, who else we got here? Uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, who we mentioned. John Larroquette from Night Court. Um, and I think that's in terms of sort of the more recognizable names. That's more or less it. Got Bob Gunton, um, who's from the Shawshank Redemption and Demolition Man and Daredevil. Um, yeah, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Um but yeah, quite an insane cast. I think you'll agree. And like I said, you know, for someone that's never seen it, you came very close to naming a good chunk of the cast there. So uh, you can you can be proud. You, you've got you, you've got two points out of ten. You can take those home. No one can can uh, yeah. take those away from you. You've got those for life. Um, Lovely. I was, we I I've got an idea for a, a similar quiz that we might do another time uh, for a, with with, a, with another film that similarly has a you know a, a massive cast but um yeah that was fun wasn't it that, that killed some time <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's a good part of you know if you're listening to this it's a good chunk of your commute or your workout or whatever you're doing you can't can't hate us for that you know back off all right we're under a lot yeah. of pressure okay yeah can check still on the carlsberg it's, it's, uh light and it's easy to drink so all you fucking ipa nerds out there just you know fuck off sometimes it's nice to drink Uh, a beer uh, that doesn't taste like anything more like ipu because that stinks exactly ip iptb the tb standing for the bed yeah yeah you seen this uh sax squatch thing I don't know how old it is. I yeah, I, I recommended it. it I recommended week. it. I recommended it a couple couple episodes ago on on uh, cultural appropriation. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh. I recommended it. Don't know whether uh, it's, anyone uh, out yeah. there checked it out. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. Someone showed it to me this week, and I was like, oh, "That's yeah." I was like, "There's no way." As soon as I was like, yeah, there's no way Lawrence doesn't already know about this. And then, it, yeah, it turns out you've already recommended it on cultural appropriation. So it shows how much attention I'm paying. Um, should we, we should probably get into cultural appropriation, shouldn't we? Yeah. It's about that time. Okay, here we go. Cultural appropriation. 
this is the uh, segment in the show where we uh, recommend some some picks, some uh, cultural picks for the listeners. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can consider JFK one of them. I think that's been a pretty we've done done some pretty effective uh, viral marketing for the the movie JFK this episode. I feel like so. You know, if if Oliver Stone wants to get in touch and be on the show at some point, actually, I'm not sure if I'd want Oliver Stone on the show. He is kind of a dick. Um, so I'll just walk that back. Um, but uh, but yeah, Lawrence, what do you got for us this week? Um, this week, bit bit crazy recommendation. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this band, but uh, I'm going to recommend uh, the, the album Fragile by the band Yes, one of the prog bands of the 70s mm. guys like Rick, Rick Waitman and stuff they're in that band and I've been really sort of listening to uh, out of curiosity just started listening to Yes and I really enjoy it I really enjoy that band really good I feel, I feel like I've been lied to by like BBC4 documentaries because they always talk about punk rock and how the context of punk and they always say oh yeah rock music prog rock got a bit up itself and they always got a show like Yes or Rick Wakeman playing in a cave dressed as a wizard. I thought he was just that's big a little pointy funny hat, to yeah. me. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I actually quite like Yes. I think they're quite good. <laughs> and uh, I think I'd also, as another quick recommendation, I, I also like uh, this album. Unfortunately, Lawrence, there is no, there won't be time for a second recommendation because we have to uh, end the podcast there. This will be our final episode of Junior Funners. Uh, I cannot, in good conscience, continue the show knowing that uh, you're a yes stan. So it's been fun. We got twenty something episodes oh. out of it, but uh, but good. But no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh, yeah, no, yes, uh, oh. I not a fan. I I just been enjoying it personally, so check it out, listeners. Uh, counterpoint: uh, Don't check it out. Uh, do something cool. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I don't mean to steamroll your your recommendations. If if you did like that one, then um, go check out um, um, Focus, Foc- the album Focus Free. That's pretty pretty good. Pretty rocking. Focus. Now you're talking. They're pretty pretty rocking stuff. Yeah, focus rule. Um, it's some pretty rocking stuff, mate. Thanks, mate. Uh, remember from from Harry Enfield. This today's getting crazy. It's so much. It fun. is. It's. I, I don't know. You see how much of it comes through in the episode. Like over doing it over, you know, Google Hangouts. It's like, uh, yeah, it does seem as though having to wait a couple of seconds each time before we can let the other person talk. Um, Anyway, yeah. So that is that's 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 your recommendations. You got yes and focus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh God, getting another another plug in for yes. Um, I don't know. I I know what you mean about those, <laughs> those BBC Four documentaries where it's like you know, punk had to come along to you know destroy prog. Um, but I just I yeah I I kind of agree with it. In the sense that it's like it's only one album, yeah. It's not like it's not like it's super long. It's all right, yeah. But what? I just, yeah, it's, it, it just seems like it's I don't know that whole kind of movement of those sorts of bands in the seventies was very kind of like 
I don't know. It's just uh, we can't. I, I get it. We can't let class people enjoy music. Music can't just be three think, minutes long. It's got to be no, more like classical music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it's not really. Some of the songs are like, some are three minutes, and there's one or two that are longer, but it's generally 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. So generally the songs are 30 to 40 minutes long. That's what you're saying. Yeah, they are. They're three hours, six discs. Yeah. Uh, bonus, bonus laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's how you know it's really good. If you have a laser it's, disc. Yeah. God damn. Laser disc. Um, um, uh, sorry, I'm just adjusting my headphones. Um, what am I going to recommend this week? Well, like I said, we've already uh, sort of spent quite a lot of time talking about JFK. Um, I think that's on Amazon Prime if you if you want to check it out on there. Uh, I will recommend – I saw someone on Twitter this week um, trying to do one of those – one of those tweets that sort of goes viral where it's like, uh, remember when people thought, you know, X thing was good 10 years ago? Like, what was up with that? Um, but they're trying to do it with, uh, with Das Racist, uh, the, uh, the, 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 rap, the rap group. Um, and uh, I took issue with that. I, people that are trying to pretend they're too good for Das Racist, I'm just like, no, nah, man, fuck you. They were good. So I'm going to recommend uh, the, the mixtape Shut Up Dude by Das Racist came out in 2010 i want to say it's got uh it's got who's that brown on it and rainbow in the dark and a bunch of other great songs um yeah das razors were really funny and you know they, there was something kind of chaotic about uh the you know the way that they weren't particularly good at rapping um but i yeah i i, I like das racist oh they were great so yeah fuck fuck the haters and the losers um das racist were, were, were good okay yeah and I think I won't. I won't recommend anything else because, like I said, we've done pretty much half an hour recommending JFK. So, um, was there anything else we're going to talk about? Like I said, a couple of mentioned Sax Squatch, um, but uh, yeah, nothing. Nothing else Squatch related that's that's come up in the last week. Um, no. Bye. <laughs>